Hey everyone, my name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. And today, uh, well, first of all, we're recording this on Easter Sunday. So happy day after Easter, if you listen to this the day after it comes out. And uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about salvation because that's kind of the whole spirit of Easter, right? Like Jesus died and rose again to save us from our sins and all that. So, uh, but specifically, I don't know, it's one of those shower thoughts I had this morning. And I was thinking about how uh, Easter is symbolic of, you know, being forgiven, like the whole idea that kind of triggers a lot of people going into like doubts and stuff, even of like, why would a good God punish? Like all these kind of things, like it just kind of snowballed my thought process. Well, I kind of ended up landing on the idea of losing your salvation. Uh, And this is something that me and my friend Caleb growing up always had like fun I say fun with air quotes, but like we had conversations about. I grew up very charismatic in the Assembly of God Church. He grew up in the Missionary Baptist uh, sphere. So my view is like we were always taught, yes, you can lose your salvation. You can just like be saved and then choose to walk away and God will erase your name from the Lamb's Book of Life and you can go on. And Caleb grew up with the idea that you couldn't lose your salvation. Uh, More specifically, we kind of came to the realization that we're talking about the same thing, but his philosophy was if you lose, like if you choose to walk away from God, you never actually loved God to begin with. And I understand both aspects of that. Like if you truly love something, how would you walk away from it? But at the same time, that happens in real life. You know, like people love something, like marriages, and then they don't feed it and nurture it, and it and they fall away from it, mm-hmm. right? And then at the same time, it's kind of the same thing on the other side of things is if you just walk away or whatever. And the way I kind of, this is not necessarily what I believe anymore, just FYI. But at the time, like what I kind of came to the conclusion, I do believe this part, they're talking about the same thing. One is a human's perspective and one's a top down like God perspective for a God that's outside of time, whether you loved him once or didn't, you know, whatever, like that doesn't really change anything because time is irrelevant. And then to us who are like stuck on this linear timeline, it it feels like you can make that choice, right? It kind of goes back to the whole predestination or free will thing. One is man's view, one is God's view. Like it really doesn't matter the same thing ultimately. Like I know that would probably make a few scholars mad, but that's just my opinion. Same thing. But the reason I bring this up is because the idea of losing your salvation in general has some serious weird feelings associated with it, right? Like most of us who have probably grown up with the idea that you could like lose your salvation, it's kind of scary because you're like, oh, did I do something wrong? Like literally everything matters. Like everything you do in life is justified on that single blip before you die. There is no like you can go your whole life being the worst person in the world and that last second you can make up your mind. Or you can go your whole life doing everything right and that last second just be mad at God and say something stupid and then you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Like there's just this very, it's like a funnel and everything comes down to that one point before you get dumped out into the afterlife. And that just doesn't sit well with me, you know, like, okay, I I mean, I'm fine with the people who are like, oh, you know, like I at the last minute deciding to believe and like going to heaven. Like that's a, that's a sweet thought that doesn't offend me. I don't feel like I'm being robbed 
I know some people do, and that's a and that's a valid like I understand like some people would think that's being like selfish. You lived your whole life to do the good thing, uh-huh. and then this person like actively chose the wrong. But then like, because a lot of people are like equate it to a get out of hell free card or like get out of jail free card basically like of like better. get out of hell free. yeah but like basically like you actively chose like you had this choice you knew like you chose all the wrong options made all these bad decisions and like a lot of people are like which i'm not necessarily saying like i agree or believe this or whatever but a lot of people are like well then christ died for nothing mm. and like there's just I, I know a lot of people who do feel robbed because they're like well i did all these good things and i chose to live my life right but this person actively chose the opposite and mm-hmm. they still get into heaven which then shows humanity's pride and selfishness for one but and like i said it's a valid thing like of course you're gonna feel like you're robbed but like that's the whole um the the story that jesus teaches of like hiring someone in morning and paying them a wage and then telling someone at noon to come and like pays the same wage and someone at the end of the day and the guy at the beginning of the day is like wait we worked all day for this why does the guy that came and only worked a couple hours get what we worked all day for and he's like did i not hire you to do a wage and you agree to it kind of thing and so like like fair isn't an option like it should be like everyone gets on board whether you've waited in line or you ran up at the last second aside from all that the real thing that i kind of want to push into in these few minutes we have here is kind of the idea that like I used to be like I don't how to explain this I've wrestled with the, what I was saying like can you walk away from Christ and you were a Christian and then you're not or were you just never a Christian and I realized like to a lot of people it seems like there's a lot of people walking away from Christ but they're just changing how they view him and like to a lot of Christians we probably look like we walked away from Christ to a lot of you know people we probably look like we are those people in essence but we're not we're just finding an alternate route to walk towards it right like yeah it's the same destination it's just a different path if that makes sense which i know a lot of people get nervous about hearing that exact phrasing as well but i I guess like what i'm trying to push into here i'm trying to find the meat of what i'm trying to say like it's it was a thought but I, i it's rare that i get these but it's like a thought that didn't have words like i could feel it but i couldn't exactly put words to it so basically the idea that so a lot of my life I spent doing the things that I thought pleased God. I worked the churches, I played on the worship team, I led the worship team for seven and a half years, I was the youth pastor, I laid on the floor crying out to God, and I truly felt God in those moments. And I have to like stop and ask myself is like, did I feel God? And like I truly believe I did feel God because that's how I understood God speaking to me in the moment, you know, like, I think that God speaks to us in our language. Um, and I think like me laying on the floor, like the traditional Pentecostal child was the way God spoke to me at the time. Like, I'm not denying that that is God and I having a moment, but as I've kind of grown in my faith, I've started experiencing God a different way. And whenever you're stuck only experiencing God one way, to understand there's other ways to experience God seems as if it may not be God on the outside looking in, right? And I just kind of realized that many times if we were to teach that we could grow in our faith and come to new understandings of what it means to worship and all of that, that the idea isn't losing your religion, it's finding Christ beyond just the the, the initial, religion. yeah, just that uh, that initial understanding 
and I don't know. I don't know where all this is going in my head. It's just like I had this realization that like past me would look at current me and say like you were godless. I was also more judgmental back then. But like past me would have looked up and like wait, what's wrong with wow, you? There's like, so much judgment. In this. Yeah. Like you just you've lost it. You've lost your your salvation. You you've walked away from God. And like current me who's more introspective, mind you, would have been like no man like if you were in my head you would understand that's not it at all it's just that god is more closely intertwined kind of like the difference in like dating versus marriage like i think i've used this analogy not too long ago but like when you're dating you're learning about your partner you're having to learn what they like they don't like it's more active but then when you get married a lot of times not always of course you're dealing with other people it's more passive like i understand things quicker it's more closely integrated to me where i'm not having to think is this something elaine is going to like is this something she wants uh is this something that's going to make her upset or something that'll bring her joy or what like i just kind of know because i have experience i have intimacy that's what intimacy is is drawing close right and we teach about that a lot i want to draw close i want to draw close i want to draw close but we teach about it in the same way we teach about like pharaohs and mummies and world war ii like it was this event that we've never really witnessed. So we keep trying to create these scenarios, these reenactments to try to draw close to God. And then one day when it clicks, it probably looks a lot like losing your religion to some people. But in reality, you're losing the reenactment because you've gained an understanding of the truth, the reality. Well, and losing your religion doesn't mean you're not that losing your religion doesn't mean you haven't found God. Right. That's good. I like that. And so I that's really what I had to bring to the table is like this Easter, that's something I was just kind of dwelling on. I was like, you know, the difference in this versus that, the difference in what I once thought versus who I am versus this versus that, like, it's so closely related to me now that I don't have to project my my understanding of God as like a reenactment. I don't have to try to go through these motions as much as I can literally just do it more instantaneously right here within my head. Like, it's just, it's there. God and I are more closely related, and so I'm not having to try to reach to understand. I'm not having to try to reenact to understand. I just, I know on a molecular or intimate or, you know, mental level versus just kind of witnessing. And when you kind of look at it that way, I feel like if we were to teach that, you would have a whole lot less of people feeling like they've left their religion because a lot of times people aren't leaving their religion because they're mad at God. People are leaving their religion because they're trying to find something else beyond what they've been taught because they realize what they taught what they've been taught isn't feeding them. But they realize that a lot of what their religion taught them wasn't God. Yeah, and if you don't have an area for someone to grow into sooner or later, they're going to leave because they feel it feels lifeless. To be told this is God, this is God, this is God, and you have these experiences where you truly feel like you're feeling God, but you never actually get that intimacy. It's these one-off, you know, like this is gonna sound gross, conjugal visits with God. Like <laughs> he shows up, like a one-night stand. Yeah, and then he's gone again. There's never just this closeness, and when you get into that closeness, it's not a constant talk. It's not a constant, you know, bringing it up. It's just it's there, and it just clicks, and it it's so wonderful. And there's something beyond just so much of what we're told. And that's, to me, that's salvation. To me, salvation, as someone who faces anxiety, and, you know, I've had some anxious times lately, salvation to me, like, into the world after this life is cute, but I can't fathom that. 
I can't fathom what's after this life. I can look at books and get ideas, but none of us know. No one here knows anything. You know, who knows? Like, even if we die and there's nothing, even. Like, it's just not worth focusing on that. To me, salvation is is a beautiful capture of the moment. You're being saved from the moment. You're being, it's, a, it's just, it's beautiful that salvation isn't something out there. It's right here. And it's not saving you from damnation from hell. It's saving you from the damnation of your own, of the, of the torment we have right here. Not to say bad things will happen, but like you literally are captured in this moment and that can be the salvation. I don't know if that makes any sense. That's just where my brain is going today. And I really just wanted to push into the beauty of that right here. Post Easter for you listening. It's just, there's God beyond the box. And so often you're not losing your religion. You're finding Christ, if that makes sense. That's my thoughts. If you have anything you want to add to that, shoot us an email, find us on social media, therecklesspursuit.com. You can get all of that. We love you guys. Happy Easter. Be brave. Be bold. Be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.